0: Welcome under the husk. It is October 11th. We are recording on a Wednesday. Uh, Gino and I have some obligations on Thursday night, but we did want to bring the content. So we are here for you in corn HQ. We are going to talk about what happened in week five and what we think is going to happen in week six pin. How is your week going?
1: A little stressed with work, but um, not too bad. A little stressed now that there's an adult kickball league going uh, on right behind us. That's right. You heard that correctly. An adult kickball league. Quite the oxymoron. They're all losers out there, Jim. Uh, we still have an undefeated JOS. He still is a fraud. Uh, even further solidified the fact that he is he, a fraud. Still, uh, that, that 120 mark still has not been cracked. Only once. Or once, yeah. Only once. And obviously, uh, the news earlier this week... Uh, we do have new division names, and we do have two new team names, which we'll get into. But very, very excited to get into week six. Feels like the season is just flying by. HAC's still riding high at four on one.
0: Yeah. Uh, some interesting score lines from last week. We'll just get right into it. Uh, you mentioned one of, or that there were two. Actually, let me let me just let me take a step back here because um, there's a reason for the name changes. Obviously, uh, I was told I didn't see anything about it on social media or anything that there's something going on in the Middle East. I'm not gonna make a comment on it, but the vote stated that the league believes that uh, it has. Bad enough that we need to to change our division names, so we did, and I made the executive decision to name them the Soy Boys and the Alpha Males. Uh, the, the, The blowback hasn't been great. People don't love it, but listen, it's a temporary fix. You know, the temporary coach or the interim coach is usually not a good one, so the names are not the best. We will vote on this in a more extensive manner going into next season, but for now, they are going to stay. With that in mind, there have been two name changes in this first matchup from week five. Featured one of them, Yo Soy in the Daddy Kong Ju. So most of that name is familiar. Taking down Motley Ju 119 to 102. Um. I think we had this prediction pretty much spot on. We didn't think it was going to be too high scoring of a game. Uh, and we did pick Nadadi Kong to get it done. Uh, but I will pass it over to Gino. Do you think that Dak is ass? Dak is
1: ass. Uh, serial ass, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're talking about a guy like Dak Prescott, it's not like he played world beaters in the first four weeks. I mean, the Jets... Do have a good defense. They handled them. Uh, Niners, obviously, are probably a perennial top team in the NFC. But only one game above 20 points, uh, and that was against the New York Jets. He did have a blowout there against the Giants. But Dak Prescott, definitely not returning value from that contract. When you look down, Motley Jew kind of got hit with the injury bug and got hit with the injury bug late. Aaron Jones was a late scratch Monday afternoon, so he didn't even have a chance to come back. He needed Romeo Dobbs to outscore Josh Jacobs. Romeo Dobbs, only one catch for four yards, not going to get it done. This is a Motley Jew team that a month ago we were saying, watch out, could sneak into the playoffs, but three straight weeks, I'm sorry, four straight weeks of losing, three straight weeks of being ass. Um, Guys like Calvin Ridley, guys like Jerry Judy really need to pick up their game in order for Motley Jew to be successful. I don't see it for him this year. As for Yosoy. We talked about it. Tale of two teams, right? First couple weeks he was in the Daddy Kong. Last two weeks he was Yosoy in terms of his production. He didn't get the production from Debo that we all said he needs in terms of having a game, but who did step up, George Kittle, with not one, not two, but three touchdowns. When they only get eight points from Daniel Jones, who's also ass, when you only get eight points from Zach Wilson, who's also ass, you need the rest of your team to step up, not only did Kittle, so did Montgomery, so did Swift, so did Josh Jacobs. Daddy Kong 3-2, and two, playoff team as of now. We'll see if that changes.
0: We will see if that changes. Uh, I'm not sure if this one was the match of the week, but it delivered in terms of intrigue. Uh, Snake Eyes taking on Deshaun's Massage Parlor, taking down Deshaun's Massage Parlor 139-134, to 134, bringing both teams to 4-1. and one. Uh, Snake Eyes... Maybe feels a little vindicated after losing to DMP last year in the finals. Uh, These are two heavyweights going at it. Um, And I think DMP is going to be a little bit disappointed. He only needed 13 out of Devontae on Monday night. He got eight. Not enough to get him across the finish line. Uh, But I think that there is uh, some likelihood that we see this matchup again in
1: the postseason. Potentially, yeah. I mean, this one wasn't the matchup of the week. That went to J. O. Fraud and Boats, uh, who's also kind of a fraud. That's bad by the media, by the way. We'll get into that. Hey, media made a lot of mistakes. Uh, This one we said was going to go back and forth. I was on the DMP side. I I didn't think that some of the guys who stepped up for Snake Eyes would. Uh, Most notably, Gabe Davis. uh, A few other guys in there we'll get into for DMP. uh, I'll start with this. Got off to a great start with newly acquired Justin Fields, who has the J back, it's no longer busting. Follow that up by another 30-point performance from Jalen Hurts. When those two guys go 30 and 35, you really expect to win. But everyone else, single digits across the board outside of Tyreek Hill. Tony Pollard didn't do anything. JT didn't do anything. You mentioned Devontae. He didn't do anything. Tutu Atwell scored, but he only had two receptions. And outside of the 30-bomb for Tyreek, it was very, very thin. So DMP has been relying on those big performances, and this week, he just came up a little bit short. For Snake Eyes, not his best performance, but still 139-140 should get you wins most week. I talked about Gabe Davis stepping up. Travis Kelsey stepped up after kind of getting hurt. Christian McCaffrey I thought was going to score more than 15, but he did just enough to get it done. And guys like Kirk, guys like Stafford, again, There wasn't one guy who popped on Snake Eyes throughout the roster. Again, no one scored more than 22, but it was just a contribution up and down the roster. Um, So good start for Snake Eyes. I will say this, he's got some injury concerns now. He's going to test that bench. James Connors hurt. Khalil Herbert's hurt. So we'll get into the nitty-gritty, the meat and potatoes of the season. We'll see if that thin team from Snake Eyes could propel to another playoff and hopefully championship performance for him. Just a quick answer before we move on to our next matchup.
0: Are you concerned about the DMP, uh, the DMP wide receiver depth? Um, now I'm not saying like obviously you got Devonte, you got Reek, and you got um, Mike Evans, which I think you can ride them to. But Tootmias, Michael Wilson, uh, Josh Downs—they're—they're they're good names. Jameson Williams, but none of them put up a lot of points last week and you're going to have to kind of figure out which one you're going to plug and play over the course of the remainder of the season with buys and injuries and whatnot. Do you think he gets it right?
1: Yeah, I think there is a concern, uh, Even the aforementioned guys like Mike Evans, he's battling at a hamstring. I don't think he's going to miss time. But, again, that's something to consider. Uh, And he had a very good start this season so that the regression to the means could come back down there. I mean, even guys like Devontae Adams, he's been fickle. Uh, He had that 140-point performance, and everything else has been sub-20. And, yeah, Tyreek's a freak, but he had a sub-10-point game last week. So... I think it, all the pieces need to come together for DMP, and there will be weeks where he might be forced to start, Rashad Bateman might be forced to start at Josh Downs, and they just don't perform, and he could end up losing another close game like this, five points, ten points here or there. So I would be concerned. I would only put it an amber as opposed to like a full, you know, red light halt that's uh, alarming, but we'll see. I mean, DMP, championship caliber team. He knows what to do. All right,
0: Jim, moving right along. Um... This one was interesting. I mean, we picked wrong. Uh The matchups
1: updated by the way if you go and refresh. for live
0: scoring. Yeah. Beautiful. Um they knew we were recording. <laughs> uh Evil Stevie taking on The Phantoms and honestly, you know, you can't you can't say too much negative about Stevie here putting up 128 points. Um that gets it done against I think more than half of the league this week but he ran into a maybe now not tanking buzzsaw in the phantoms putting up a massive 219 points. I believe that is the high of the year. It's got to be up there with some of the highest outputs ever in the OG Cornman League. Uh just explosions from DJ Moore and Jamar Chase. You know, you you if you listen to podcasts, you you hear about people who had been playing against one of those guys. Well, Stevie, unfortunately, had to play against both, uh, and he's he's looking down the barrel of 99 points from two players. Then you get that. There's not much more that needs to happen. So an encouraging win for the Phantoms. Uh, I think with some of the injuries, Stevie may go into the full tank mode, but I think the team is still good and competitive despite this loss.
1: Yeah, let's start with Stevie. I mean, 128 would have gotten it done – against, what, six teams this week, uh, including yours truly, including J.R. Fraud and Boats. Uh, so Evil Stevie won 28 and a half Would have beaten a lot of teams. He ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, I will say this on Stevie. He's got some nice young pieces. I think he's all surprised a lot of us. Still riding a cheap Tua. Um, A-chain's going to be hurt. But, again, I, I think this team showed a lot of promise and just what it's capable of doing. That's not even factoring in all the extra draft picks next year. So, unfortunately, Stevie... 2023 might not be the year for you to crack the playoffs, but certainly on my radar, and I think everyone else's radar, as we go into next year. The Phantoms, through four weeks, did not score a one game over 110 points. He doubled that average <laughs> in one week with 219. Uh, we mentioned it, great start on Thursday with DJ Moore scoring 48. That was actually outdone by Jamar Chase's three-touchdown performance and 51 points on Sunday as the Bengals came to life. Another coming-to-life moment. How about Dallas Goddard? He had 12 points on the first drive. He finished with 26. And to think that he's only getting 14 and 18 points from his quarterbacks and only two points from Roshan Johnson shows you how explosive this phantom team is. I do think this is an outlier, as the first four weeks might not have been as indicative as how poorly the phantoms performed. I don't think 219 is realistic moving forward. The phantoms two and three could find himself competing for that five six seed if things go well in an otherwise weak alpha male division.
0: Yeah, I was actually gonna I was gonna send that over to you. I I think that, I mean maybe not, but right now as it stands, the soy boy division is sending four teams to the playoffs. Has they're they're taking the two wild card spots. Does the phantoms have more of a chance to catch boats or one of the teams holding a playoff spot in Soy Boy Division? I,
1: I think he's got an equal chance of doing both. I I, I do think though he plays boats again. Uh, boats does not look good. Boats is banged up. I think he could catch boats. He's only one game back. Boats is a really tough matchup this week against DMP. This time next week, both of those teams could be staring at 3-3. Three and three. So I think it's more likely that he catches boats because he has to play his division. He'll probably rack up those division wins and maybe have an equal division record heading into mid-early December.
0: Well, we will move right along. This was the, uh, the toilet bowl, if you will. It was gross. You were in it. Uh, HHC taking down Cosmic Gumbius. 118 to 95 HHC moves to 4 and 1 Gumbius 1 and 4 um you know i'll let you break this one down but i, I we've said this about a couple of teams uh, where they get the win but it's not necessarily an encouraging output from their squad uh, being realistic where does HHC stand despite
1: moving to 4 and 1 and getting the victory yeah, I'll start by saying this. It was not my best performance. Um, still would have beaten of Fraud. So I will go on record saying that. Um, look, I, I think 4-1, you're grateful for it. Um, you know, we only play who's on our schedule. So we got lucky with Gumbo. We got lucky with Shrimp the past two weeks. I will say this, though. The 120 output that you're seeing probably going to be the lowest uh, throughout the year. This is not the HHC team last year where... You know, sub-100 was pretty common towards the end of the season when we were limping into the playoffs. Uh, I think Kamara, I think BR, nice solid one-two punch. Lamar and Russell Wilson, these guys only combined for 30 points last week. Probably probably going to average closer to 20 themselves on a given week because both of them have had nice stats thus far. And then Hollywood Browns, Stephon Diggs, Chris olave if you get it going, really feel confident there. Not to mention the injury to Justin Jefferson frees up K.J. Osborne now. And then Luke Musgrave had a very nice performance. Six catches tied the team high. Look, I think this is the lowest you're going to see HHC this season. Fourth most in points after five weeks. Yes, he got uh, an easy matchup in Gumbo. But I think 118 is going to be the lowest that you see HHC
0: as far as Gumbo. You to? you want to...
1: Go on record. With. I don't want to go on record because I could run into a buzzsaw or have a bunch of buys or everyone could dud. But I'm just saying right now, in terms of a temperature check, I feel closer to that 135 mark every week than I do the 118 mark every week. Um, as far as Gumbyists, um, talk about ass. Um, it's it, it's just bad. I know he made a few trades. It's very hard to envision Gumbo getting out of the one and four hole that he's in. Uh, we just talked about teams in his own division like as a Phantom's making a run for it and already a stacked boy division. The playoffs are not in Gumbo's cards this year. Uh, has to get creative in terms of selling off these pieces and acquiring draft capital soon because uh, it's going to be one in five, one and six before Gumbo knows it.
0: Yeah, there's four teams that are one and four or worse. Uh, I believe um, only two of them hold. First round picks next year, so it'll be interesting in terms of that that tanking uh, battle that is set to occur. Moving on, you've mentioned their name five times now because you can't keep it out of your mouth. JOS moves to five and zero. Oh, we, I mean, it, it's now gone so far in the other direction from last year. It's 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 uh, it's becoming notable. Um, but one sixteen taken down boats. Putting up 108. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about an investigation into boats keeping Sequanius in the lineup. Um, people say that the commissioner is choosy about, you know, when it happens. I will say this, unless he started Chig in that spot, which he never was gonna do, it would have been Brita, I have to imagine. Uh it wouldn't have mattered. Now, that being said, it, it is important that that we especially contending teams uh keep up with our lineups. And there was a there was a small investigation done. We know Boats wants to win. We know he wants to defend his honor, he wants to be a competitor, but losing 108 to 116 to JOS, he falls to three and two. JOS remained atop the Soy Boy division at five and zero. Oh. Uh, when is the other shoe going to drop, Gino?
1: I think this week. I think JOS is due for a loss. I think he's going to be 5-1 and one this time next week. We'll start with Boats. He couldn't have started anyone else outside of a running back in that spot, so he would have lost anyway. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay. two running backs. Um, you know, it just kind of goes to show you Boats uh, hurt. Obviously, that's that's the main concern is running back position, but um, outside some of these top dogs, Josh Allen and – and um sorry i'm blanking saquon and, and eckler it, it does get thin rather quickly uh even st- forced to start guys like Khalif raymond um again it just boats i kind of like dmp has t- everything has to come together uh you kind of start to see the chinks in the armor a little bit and i think it's more apparent whoa 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 this is don't say that word this is soy boy well nice, we had talking. to change the divisions.
0: We can't be we can't be saying <laughs> words like that on the fucking pod.
1: Okay, there's some weaknesses here. Thank you um, and I, I think for someone like Boats who's accustomed to making the playoffs um, really has just kicked his feet up the past two weeks and glided into the playoffs. I know last week was a, last year was a little bit more close in terms of uh, end of season standings but there really was no concern on Boats' end. I think it is a concern now and I would raise the panic meter to about a five or a six. Um, mainly because I don't trust Jordan Love. You have two running backs who are injury-prone. Uh, you're probably going to get him back, but still there's that concern for re-injury. In the wide receiver room, Brendan ayuk has been kind of boomer bust. Jacoby Meyer's been kind of boomer bust. Devontae Smith, he's gone away after having two straight games early in the season with touchdowns. So hard to trust this Boats team. I'm not writing them off. Similar to DMP, championship DNA, and we'll see him rise again. Someone I do want to write off is Jo Fraud. You, well, are you about to say something really wild right now? I'm writing him off as a championship contender. I think they'll they'll get in the playoffs, but I I can't take them seriously as a championship contender. Um, really, outside of Kenneth Walker, I don't trust this running back room. Um, yep, you can make the case for He Moser, but he's banged up, and Jeff Wilson's coming back. Ramondre Stevenson, Najee Harris cannot trust these guys. The wide receiver room really all season has underperformed. Yes, there's names on there, and yes, there's talent on there. But through five weeks, which is not necessarily a small sample size, these guys have underwhelmed. Uh, The bright spot on this team, to be honest with you, has been the rookie Sam Laporta, which a month ago, six weeks ago, if I said that, you would have called me crazy. Um, And even guys like Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes have not played up to their standard. So while I do think there's areas of improvement from these players to turn it around, I've seen enough through five weeks to have my concern about this team being a championship contender.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone would. I don't think anyone would say that's crazy, just given the point total here. I think they're fifth in Soy Boy division in points, four. So uh, being five and zero is certainly a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, our final matchup of the week: uh, Tom Sawyer, a new team name. Uh, That is previously Iron Dome uh, taking down the Shrimp, 139 to 93. Uh, I moved to two and three on the year, and the Shrimp moves to a perfect 0 and 5. Um, We had this matchup pretty much pegged. Uh, You know, 139 from Sawyer is going to be good. We're going to take that week in and week out. And I think that's three weeks in a row of that number or higher. So we're trending in the right direction. The shrimp is trending in the right direction if they are looking to tank. Um, and I think also they just lost Just I know they just lost Justin Jefferson. So uh, the tank is really on. I don't think they have a choice actually at this point um, about the tank. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, how much they commit and how, how much you know Stevie can really do about it if he wants to.
1: Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what other pieces Shrimp start selling off. Uh, guys like Deontay Johnson coming back from injury reserve, that could be a candidate. Um, hell, even Justin Jefferson can. Um, I don't know what you could get out of him, considering that he's on IR and his expensive contract. But, again, that that might be a movable piece. Uh, I thought Shrimp had you early on in the week. I'm not going to lie. Oh, After give a, me a break. a Curtis Samuel 17 and, uh, and some early— performances from jared goff I, I thought he had you but again hats off to you dome or not, not no longer dome the soy boy himself uh 40 points from travis Etienne on the other side of the pond uh that was the week high uh for your team uh but still some really nice production thursday night from sam howell anthony Richardson did get hurt early on but again Still walked away with 140 points. Still got to feel confident. I will say concerning C.D. Lamb's usage, um, not only the past week, but really the past five weeks. um, And then I have to point out that the the tight end room, again, we talked about the strengths up and down this roster, the tight end room kind of being a weakness. But I think most people will fall into that. uh, Most teams, I should say, will fall into that weakness week in and week out. Uh, Funny, you decide to sit a few guys who I thought might have been worthy of starts, including Burrow, um, including Drake London. I know Desmond Ritter's been asked, but he finally came to life with 14 and a half points. So just kind of shows you a lot of depth there, uh, a lot of flexibility, a lot of options in a room. So uh, Tom Sawyer, two and three after no one three start. Certainly not writing him off in terms of playoff or championship contender just yet. Moving right along, uh,
0: we have completed 23 minutes here, so as we are now doing, we will, uh, kind of zoom through the previews of week six, uh, these fucking assholes playing, playing, uh, kickball out there, I just, I can't wrap my head around it, um, Let's, you're an adult. Yeah, you're an adult. Let's, let's <laughs> Get go. Get a hobby. <laughs> Figure it out. All right. Well, uh, the first matchup we're going to talk about, um, if there were like a reverse of the matchup of the week, this would be
1: it. The Ass ball.
0: The Ass Bowl. Um, I'm talking about the team we just talked about, the 0-5 Shrimp taking on one and four Motley Jew in a alpha male divisional match up. Uh, I'm looking here, you know, the current projection is 110 to 100 in favor of the shrimp, which I will know you will say that's surprising. Well, uh, Motley Jew currently has Aaron Jones in the lineup and Romeo Daubs in the lineup who are both on by. So I think they probably throw in maybe Dante foreman. Um Maybe Jay no Jalen Warren's on a buy. Nah, Jamirius is still not practicing though. Whatever the whatever the case may be, they're gonna throw in players who have projectable point totals, uh, which would firmly put them in as a favorite. I think Motley has to win this game. Uh I'm certainly picking them to win this game. Um and if they don't, I mean it's it's really it's really a catastrophe for their season and and um you know, I, I don't think they have a first-round pick. So it, a loss for Motley and a win for Shrimp is bad for everyone in this matchup. So I'll let you break it down, but I, I don't think there's too much to say here. Motley's probably going to get it done, um, but it's probably not going to be pretty.
1: No, I think it's it's a bounce-back game for some guys, including Dak Prescott. We called him ass. He's now going up against the Chargers. Chargers have been letting up a ton of points through the air. And this is a get-right game for Dak. You mentioned the two Packers on a bye. Well, in slides in, one of the rookies, call it Jameer Gibbs, um, call it Tajay Spears. Um, Hell, you could even make the case for Deontay Foreman uh, as being a potential option there. And then Romeo Dobbs leaves, but now in comes Jordan Addison or Amari Cooper. Also, just quick note, they
0: have Tank Dell in the lineup, and I've seen reports that he will not be playing this week.
1: Correct. So I think Amari Cooper and Jordan Addison will both be starting. Um, Motley Jew has won one game this year and he didn't crack 100 in that victory uh, that was all the way back in week one so it goes to show you it's been over a month since Motley Jew has sniffed a victory I think he gets one this week I don't think it's going to be pretty this game is the ass ball for a reason um, but I do think Motley gets enough to score in that 115 120 range shrimp all year has not cracked 100 so as long as you could put up sorry Triple digits, you have to feel confident about your uh, team beating Shrimp. And, oh, by the way, Shrimp is without his star, Justin Jefferson. So, uh, I will say, interesting little rematch here. Jimmy G going up against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots defense, talk about ass. So, Jimmy G actually might be in for a 20-point game. But outside of him and TJ Hawkinson, I do not see anyone on this roster cracking 15. Give me 118-84. to Motley Jew gets his second one. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say there. Well, moving on.
0: I'll say this. There, there are probably like three or four matchups that could be in contention for Matchup of the Week for various storylines. Uh, this one is not one of them. Uh, Cosmic Gumbo at 1-4, and four, taking on the, we'll call them a surging, of Phantoms putting up 220 points last week. Uh, Gumbius has not set his lineup just yet. We're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so we will. We won't hold people accountable. We'll try to do our best math here. Um, he's projected 97 points, but he's got Kenny Pickett in there, who's on a bye. I assume Genoa Smith gets the nod, uh, so we'll call that you know some something around 110, 112 for his point total. Across the matchup, the so Phantoms is projected a very healthy 142 points. Um, and I gotta say, I, I agree with what the projectors are saying about this matchup. Uh, I got the Phantoms. I think we've highlighted Gumbius' struggles, where the organization is, and where they're heading. Uh, I'm gonna take the Phantoms in a bit of a blowout, 135 to 98, moving to three and three, and officially declaring the tank off.
1: You have agreement with all the above. Um, Don't think Gumbius Gumbius in a dish is going to crack 100. I'll put him right there around that 95 mark. He did see a really good game last week from DeAndre Hopkins. Outside of that, uh, I don't see too many players going off. Uh, Him and Mark Andrews are both playing across the pond in London. We all know London games historically aren't very high scoring, so I wouldn't be shocked if either of those guys fall south of their expectations. Dalvin Cook has been an absolute bum. Derrick Henry kind of getting there in terms of his age, catching up to him. He does have a few pop games in him, but, again, don't think that's going to be against Baltimore. Uh, And, again, Geno Smith, only quarterback in. Yeah, he's got a pretty good matchup against Cincinnati Bengals. I just don't trust it. Gumbo falling south of 100. It's the Phantoms looking to keep the momentum going. Don't really like, Don't really like these running backs, i got to say. Alexander Madison, for Rashad White, kind of ass. However, you saw how lethal D.J. Moore, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase can be. They're going to continue that performance this week. Look for Dallas Goddard to continue. And then C.J. Stroud going to have a nice big bounce-back week against the Saints. Tough place to play. I still think he's going to get it done. Give me 138. To ninety four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we both have that one being a bit of
0: a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the, the matchup that I think would be the fourth tier for matchup of the week. Uh, I will, will ask yeah. you a
1: question: How much does Brad regret giving up Justin? Yeah, Fields?
0: yeah, yeah. every night I think he, I think he <laughs> fucking curses, he curses Justin Fields, uh, and hopes that his thin thin collarbone snaps. Uh, I, I saw something like Justin Fields, uh, now has, based on the last two weeks, his, he's the, like, QB3, I, I think, or something crazy like that, so, like, he's, Bradley develops talent, and then he, he sends them off like a, like a bird who broke his wing, he... Nourishes them back to health and, and lets them fly out into the wilderness. Um, our next matchup, like I said, it it had in in a in a less exciting week potential for matchup of the week. Uh, it is Evil Stevie taking on Yo Soy and Daddy Kong Jew in a battle of the brothers. Um, we have talked about Stevie uh, and his maybe surprising competitiveness this season uh, across the board. We were down on the daddy Kong, who has now found themselves at three and two, uh, sort of in the thick of things in the playoff hunt. Uh, Whether you believe in them over the course of the season or not, you cannot deny the fact that they do hold a playoff spot if the season ended today. Um, I think this matchup is going to be interesting. Like, it's currently a 20 point projection in favor of the daddy Kong. And I think that that is a little bit unfair. Um, It's 20 points now that I'm looking at the live scoring view. But we've seen what Stevie can do. I think he's going to approach that 130-point mark again this week. Um, And I think some of the projections are a little bit lofty for Yo Soy. So I'm going to go ahead, Gino, and I'm going to kick it over to you before I make my pick in this one.
1: Mm. See what you did there. He acted like a very big soy boy. Uh look, I don't think Stevie's at hundred percent health. Um, no debonate chain. Forced to start the fifty dollar recently acquired Amare D Mark the market man. Fifty dollar. No, I mean that's just like get your guy. He's got the quid, so Yeah. And again, he'll probably cut him, but kind of shows you where Evil Stevie's thoughts are and head is into this game. He wants to win it despite a 1-4 record when he plays his brother. All records are off. Um, Forced to start guys like Antonio Gibson, too, who's rather goo. I will say this, though. Nico Collins Adam Thielen have been great thus far. I mean, Adam Thielen has put together three straight monster weeks. Nico Collins, really every single week outside of one, has been a top 10 wide receiver. So I do think Stevie's going to be productive. I do think he's going to put up points, not to mention Tua Tagovailoa going up against the worst team uh, and worst defense in the Carolina Panthers. So that 20-point projection is a little light. However, don't think it's going to get enough done to beat Yosoi Kong. I am taking the older brother And I'm taking the older brother to cover the 20 points. That's right. I think big games from Justin Herbert coming off a bye. Josh Jacobs going to run wild on the Patriots. Don't really have a lot to say about DeAndre Swift and Zach Wilson. I think that's going to be a stalemate. But David Montgomery is a workhorse there. Keenan Allen is going to be a workhorse. And I guess this is a week where I could say it's going to be a Debo week because it's either Iuke or Kittle. And it hasn't been a Debo week in two weeks. This week is going to be a Debo week. Give me Yo Soy, 152, high-scoring point to 121.
0: Yeah, I, I, I listened and I and I took a look at the rosters, um, and I, I, I got to agree with you. I, I wanted to find a way to pick Stevie here, maybe selfishly for the standings and, and whatnot, but I got to go with Yo Soy here because— I just think positionally he's better in every room. So I don't know about 152, but I will say 137 to 121. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not looking quite at these. Uh, I see Justin Herbert on Monday night. It could be close, could be close. coming down the stretch. Uh, exactly. But I do see Yo Soy. I do think
1: back. Cortland Sutton's in for a nice little bounce back game after putting up only one catch last week. They'll be playing a lot of garbage time against the Chiefs, so watch out for him to get it started early on Thursday.
0: Yeah. Our next matchup, I think, is What what one do I want to highlight? You know what? We'll be we'll be uh impartial. We we are we're blamed for not being impartial in the past. But our next matchup, I mean, listen, from a state media perspective, it's the matchup of the of the century. Uh it is Tom Sawyer taking on the He's Him Club. Uh, he's him is four and one. Tom Sawyer is two and three. This is a massive matchup in the Soy Boy division. Um, both teams I think coming into this matchup, Sawyer is on a bit of a roll. Uh, getting two out of their last two matchups. They started zero and three, on a bit of a roll. He's him. It was noted, put up a pretty low point total last week. So I think both of these teams come into this matchup feeling like they can and should win, Um, maybe not needing to win, but certainly wanting to get a leg up on both their division rival and Podmius co-host.
1: Yeah, I think first glance, um, staring at some of your matchups, they're favorable, Um, really top-down. I mean, you look at... Guys like Joe Burrow coming off a monster week. He'll probably keep the momentum rolling. Now he's back at home. They always play a little bit better in Cincinnati. Um, Bijan against Washington. Washington just got shredded against Chicago. Uh, not necessarily on the ground, but, again, Bijan's a weapon. And then Kieran Williams against Arizona. Like that a lot. Um, but even moving further down, Amon Ra probably going to play. Going up against Tampa Bay. And then C.D. Lamb. I know I talked about them on the the recap it's not really clicking on the same page this year in Dallas, but this probably get right game Monday night against the Chargers. The one concern that I did raise earlier that I'll raise again is a tight end room. I mean, Hunter Henry's ass. He had zero points last week. The Patriots got blown out. I don't know how you could trust any Patriots receiver, or tight end, or running back. Uh, that will be an interesting one, although the uh, Las Vegas Raiders did let up a nice amount of yards to Luke Musgrave and, and the Packers last year, last week, so we'll see. Um, I don't love my chances this week. Uh, I will say that there's maybe one or two matchups that really kind of get it over the top for me, uh, and one of those is going to be K.J. Osborne. I think with no Justin Jefferson, he could really explode on the scene right now. He's projected 14 by the way, Jordan Addison ankles banged up a little bit. And then what does Lamar Jackson and the Ravens do on the other side of the country or other side of the pond? Um, if all the receivers are going to drop balls like they did last week, then Lamar Jackson's going to finish with 12 points and do it all on the ground. If they start clicking again, I think that 20-point projection is going to be low. So I think those two guys are the big swing guys. Not to mention if Chris Olave and the Saints offense could just get it together for one game. He could be in line for another 20-point performance. As of right now, I like the projection where it is. Tom Sawyer, 147. He's him, 140. HHC will be 4-2 at the end of this week. Tom Sawyer will be 3-3. Three and three.
0: You have agreement. I am. I no am shit. picking myself. Uh, I will say that um, I probably am going to replace Hunter Henry with...
1: Uh, Another Gerald Everett. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go, go for uh, yeah,
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Um. You're starting Noah Fant. So.
1: Yeah. Noah Fant's better than No, that is that you f- have.
0: the fakest of news. But regardless, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think that this game has potential for, um, you know, some high scoring, outputs from players in the team. But you do, unfortunately rely on the Saints offense heavily right now and they have been asked they weren't asked last week they played the maybe the worst team in the league but they're getting they're Mm -hmm. getting Houston so uh it could continue this week um I do think it's going to be close I could see it going either way but I'm going to stick with what I always do and pick myself and I agree I like that projection I'll take it down a little bit 141 to 134 very close Sawyer gets it done Moving on, this to me was a snub uh, for matchup of the week. Uh, You have the two former champions going up against each other in a divisional matchup that I don't necessarily think Boats uh, can get ahead of Deshaun's massage parlor in the standings based on the point outputs. But when you have two champions going up against each other in division, uh, they're one and two in their division, respectively. Uh, it's hard for me to not have that be the matchup of the week, but alas, we do not get to make these decisions, so we will highlight it second to last. Uh, DMP coming in at 4-1, and one, uh, they have the highest point total in the league. They were, I don't want to say unlucky to lose last week, but when you put up 135 points, usually that's enough or you're within five points like they were. So, DMP coming in at 4-1 and most points in the league, nothing really to hang their head on. Boats, on the other hand, comes in having lost his last two games uh, with pretty alarming point totals uh, in both of those matchups. I will say, however, he looks to be getting both Austin Eckler and Saquon back this week, which is obviously a huge shot in the arm Uh, I will have to say, though, that I cannot fade DMP the way that they have been playing and the outputs that they have been getting from some of their top players. And then you add a guy in like Justin Fields, who's been lighting it up with a very favorable matchup against Minnesota, I think DMP gets it done. Uh, I don't think that they're going to have to be very high scoring against this Boats team, but I think 140 to 125 DMP kind of cruises across the finish line.
1: Yeah, at first glance, 163-point projection. Um, That's wild. I mean, DMP claims he doesn't listen to the pod. I think he said that he would only listen if he does get a yeah, loss. he did so get a loss. <laughs> we, it's we funny he listeners. said that, and then he immediately took the L. Because he wanted to listen. Uh, well, listen up, DMP. 163 is showing the most respect for this team that is healthy, that doesn't have many people on buys. If any, you're rolling with three RB1s. Well, RB1s on their own team. And then three wide receiver ones. Um, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, those guys put up 30-35 last week. I think Jalen Hurts might quote-unquote struggle for Jalen uh perspective. I don't, I don't think he's going to have another 30-35 point game against a good defense in the Jets. But he'll score north of 20. Justin Fields will score north of 20. They're going to get the job done. I am worried a little bit about Jerome Ford against the Niners, Um, and I do worry a little bit about JT. I know the article came out today that they're going to ramp up his workload in week six, but uh, from what you saw in week five to 150 yards and two touchdowns, I think there's a little bit of gray area. So I do think the 17-point projection is a little high for Jonathan Taylor. Um, As for Devontae Adams, as for Tyreek Hill, And as for Mike Evans, all three of those guys have nice, juicy matchups. All three of them should be involved. All three of them should score. If that's the case, DMP's 163 projection is not far off from what I have him as. I have him right now scoring 158. Um, I don't think Boats, with only one quarterback, is going to get there. So I will give the win to DMP. Here's what Boats needs. Boats needs a healthy, active, and effective Saquon Barkley. It's not going to happen. He needs a healthy, effective Austin Eckler. Don't know if that's going to happen. Brees Hall, love him. Great talent. You saw him explode last week. Going up against Philly, do not trust it. Just look at Kyron Williams last week, seven points. That's very scary because then once you move to this wide receiver room, which is thin, we talked about, it's a lot of boomer bust, roller coaster guys. Again, I can't trust it. Devontae Smith, Jacoby Myers, Brandon Ayuk, all year have been good one game, cold the next, hot, and then cold. Don't trust it. I actually think boats is going to get blown out in this one. I'm going south of the 140 projection. Give me DMP 158. Give me boats 122. Not even close. DMP. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Five and one. Yeah,
0: it's going to be interesting if he does go to three and three, and so do the phantoms. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think it. it I agree with this. When we when we agree and we're this confident in someone, it usually backfires. But, I, you know, he's starting one quarterback. He's got three running backs who don't have good matchups, and two of them are coming off of injury. So I, I agree with you. It would take a monumental collapse from DMP for him to lose this one. I'm sure he loves to hear me say that. Uh, but I agree. DMP gets it done, goes to 5-1, grabs the alpha male division by the balls. Uh, our matchup of the week, um, you know, it, it's it, it, sure, you know, maybe records. It is the matchup of the week. Uh, you got JOS at five and zero taking on Snake Eyes. Um, the JOS point total projection is just ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't really, you know, you're the hater. You're the you're the in house JOS hater. But they haven't put up over 120 points in five weeks, I think, four weeks. Uh, And they're getting a a 148 projection bomb here uh, traveling to Snake Eyes, who is getting a 155 projection in their own right, but I think more well-deserved.
1: Snake Eyes hasn't hasn't scored below 132. Yeah, so
0: I I think that's a little bit more well-deserved. Whenever I see these inflated point totals, I get a little skeptical regardless. But... Uh, This is, I mean, this matchup is for first place in the Soy Boy division. Um, I believe that we will have a new team atop the division this week in Snake Eyes. Um, But, I mean, j has defied the odds all season. Um, So, I'm going to go ahead. I don't even need to hear your... Uh, breakdown. I'm gonna take Snake Eyes. I think 155 is a little too high um, because they're plugging in a couple guys. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey. I think he goes, but does he score 18 points? I don't know. Um, he could always catch two touchdowns, so that's that's possible. But I think there's some tough matchups. There's some new guys getting slotted in. I think it's enough though. Give me Snake Eyes 143 to one. 100. I'll, I'll give JOS Kraken and 120, 143 to 123.
1: Agreement. I think it's going to be more high scoring, but Snake Eyes moves to 5-1, and one, reclaims the soy boy division that is rightfully his. Uh, we'll start with J.F. Rods. Look, uh, I went on record last week, earlier this week, saying don't trust the running back room, don't trust the wide receiver room, and it's for a reason. Um, guys like Jalen Waddle, guys like Michael Pittman, guys like Scary Terry... They're all good talents. They have not produced up to their standards through five weeks. Devil's Advocate could say, well, they're due this week. I just don't see it, despite the matchups being somewhat favorable. Um, again, similarly, Raheem Mostert, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson. I just don't see enough there to compete with a big dog that is Snake Eyes. You're going to need a really big game from Trevor Lawrence against Indy. you going to need a really big game on Thursday night, Patrick Mahomes against Denver. And again, those two guys. Same story, have not looked themselves. We talked about Sam Laporta being the gem here. You have to think he doesn't score two touchdowns again. With all that being said, 148 points is blasphemy in my mind. I'm going to give JOS the benefit of the doubt. I'll say he cracks the 120 point, just like you. I say 128. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. I'm not that much of a hater. I'm a realist. 128. That's chump change for Stink as like I said before. He has now scored below 132. You want to go through the weeks? I'll do it for you. 132, 138, 159, 174, 139. The train is not slowing down. Kirk Cousins against Chicago. Thank you very much. Matt Stafford against Arizona. Thank you, sir. I'll have another. Damian Pierce against the Saints. He's coming together. So is that Texans offense. Christian McCaffrey probably won't score four touchdowns, but probably will definitely score one. A.J. Bindle, Gabe Davis, D.K. Metcalf, Garrett Wilson, Travis Kelsey. Any opposition looking at those four or five guys, that's going to be scary. I'm going to go over the 155 for Snake Eyes. Give me 162 in a weekly high. Blowout status and a showing out party for Mr. Snake Eyes. Blowout win, JOS. First loss. Well, you
0: heard it from Gen-me-us. Uh That is <laughs> that yeah Gimpius, the soy boy. Uh, that is week six preview. Uh, we are going to go right into the Fade Geno five. I believe our parlay hit last week. I be- I thought we were skipping Oh, are we skipping it? We could skip it. Yeah, because we're doing this on a Wednesday. Soft lines, maybe. Yeah, we don't even. Yeah, know we don't we even know who's gonna know. play. We don't know what the weather's gonna be like.
1: I will say this. Though. We won our we won our parlay last week. Last week's parlay, um, shit, I thought I wrote it down, I didn't. Under Saints, Under Saints uh, and Patriots, that hit. Moneyline Chiefs and then over Bengals-Cardinals. Yeah, that smashed, smashed. Smash. We have been yeah. great in the Fade Geno 5. If you want, if you want to, we could do that. Yeah, let's do a Fade Geno
0: 5 do. parlay. <laughs> we, we have, have to. to. We, we have to. Um,
1: because th- someone's going to be counting on us in fucking wherever they're from, Netherlands, to make a... Whoa! Parlay, I'll tell like, you, no, you something.
0: I, I'm not going to put it in the parlay, but the the Bengals are minus 160 against the Seahawks. They the the Vegas thinks they're back apparently.
1: They kind of are back, but I don't I don't like it team coming off a buy. Oh, no, we'll include that. Um, we'll include that in the money line. No, I don't. I don't
0: want to include that in the money line. Okay. We'll include it in the money line. Um. There's there's not there's not many. Very intriguing money lines here. Do we do we stay away from away teams? Is that what we try to do? Uh,
1: we do, but I mean, I I think uh, like, to be honest, with like do the, the I,
0: Jags I get it done this week. They're minus one ninety eight, but like I feel pretty good about yeah.
1: that. I would. I'm not gonna put them in my survivor, but I would. The only other team that I would probably put there is the uh, the Falcons at minus one forty eight. <laughs> I really don't uh, want to bet on them. <laughs> I don't want to bet on the Falcons either. I, I say we go. Jags at minus 198. Okay, me, and then if you have a juicy over.
0: I mean, I don't want to put the money line in, but give me the over 45 in the Bengals-Seahawks game.
1: Love that. That, that feels pretty good, right? And I'm going to stay tried and true. Patriots-Raiders, under 41 and a half. Look, the Patriots cannot score. Uh, if you watched, God bless you, if you watched the Monday night game, you know that the Raiders can't score. Um, that was with everyone healthy. Uh, short week, you know. Bill Belichick is going to want to win against Josh McDaniels. You know he's going to want to prove something against Jimmy G. Love that under 41 and a hook right now. Get it today because that could be a 21-20 game. And if you don't have 41 and a hook, you could be on the downside there. So uh, all that together is plus 443. Mm. That is 20 to win. One spend it now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lock Yeah, that. spend
0: that now. Uh, that's Fajino five. That's a preview. That's a recap. Gin, that's a pod, baby. That's a Wednesday pod. That is a Wednesday pod. God bless and go get that corn.